If you have an idea that you genuinely think is good, don't let some idiot talk you out of it. Welcome back after a very long break. Um, I've certainly missed uh, doing this um, podcasting. Um, it's been a while. Um, had a nice month break. And uh, welcome back to the new format. So I am joined by Aiden here. Hey. Uh, Kevin. Hello. And Farron. Hello. So guys, today we're here to um, talk about no other than the most beloved hero um the web center himself spider-man which we all have in common because um adian um kevin and farron here are mega spider-man fans which i feel like you would all agree on upon oh yeah definitely absolutely (laughs) yeah so um my first question of today really is um what is your um what are your guys like first memory of spider-man like when you think to like a very distinctive first memory when it comes to Spider-Man. So I'll go with um, Aiden first. Uh, yeah, so I think my first real memory of Spider-Man is probably, this might be similar for many people who are either listening or in the chat right now, um, was the Sam Raimi movies or and the 90s show. So one of my memories I have of that after seeing that, kind of, my favourite memory would probably be like from that, like seeing that in the second one was getting into a Spider-Man suit and trying to jump off of uh, <laughs> the back of like my uncle. My uncle has this kind of uh, it's not like a pickup truck; it's like a Toyota, one of those old Toyota type um, building trucks, construction trucks, and they have an open thing in the back. And so it wasn't that far off the ground, and I had I had these like little toy web shooters, and I tried to. Uh, <laughs> Jumping off and trying to shoot a web, and I was just like, "Oh, this isn't gonna work." Oh, so, oh God! This is not to any kids out there who might be listening. Do not do try that at home. Trust did me. um did any of you guys do? I feel like every Spider-Man fan as a kid probably did do this. But do you know when you was in the swimming pool and you did that like iconic pose? Oh yeah! Like oh, when I yeah, still you. <laughs> Hanging on the side of the wall, just thinking, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. When we were younger? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> um, What about you, Kevin? What's, what's like your um, first distinctive memory of Spider-Man for you? Oh, um, it, I have a lot, though. Um, it's got to be um, what I've watched, you know, um, you know, one of the Fox Kids, uh, Fox Kids of... Um, of the animated series of Spider-Man of the nineteen ninety four series, like every time oh, yeah. you know when it's when it's the morning, it's like every time you wake up to watch Spider-Man, like you know, so it's like one of my favorite series. Like you know, when every time it comes on TV, I just like to watch it. Like every time, and mm. uh, Sam Raimi uh, Spider memories that were my childhood favorites. And um, I used to have like one of those web shoots, like you know, some kind of like silly strings and water. Oh yeah. It's just like I just uh, usually you know a Spider-Man web tutors, you know, when you shoot water at them. When I used to, you know, uh, when there's like a water gun like going on in the neighborhood, 
like in the cul-de-sac. So I just used my just to, you know, where to chase around to water spray them. It was so funny. And I uh, tried to do it, you know, um, like, like get a web to, um, to attach it to my house to try, you know, to be Spider-Man so I could get up to the building. So it just didn't work. <laughs> I was like, oh, this didn't go well. <laughs> what about... Um... What uh, what about you, Farron? Oh well, um, yeah, no, very similar Sam Raimi movies. Obviously, like pretty much grew up on like that and Doctor Who. Um, but like, um, yeah, so I have a very vivid memory of watching the first movie in a costume. Um, but it was like it was the reversible one that was like mm. it was the symbiote suit on the inside, and it was the red and blue one on the outside. Uh, which I, I love that thing. Uh, I wish I still had it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no. So I have a very, a very vivid memory of um, that. But like, honestly, I don't remember when I first got into Spider-Man because I think it's, it's, he's pretty much been with me like my whole life. So I, honestly, mm. like for as long as I can remember, I've completely adored the character. So yeah, it's, 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 I, but I think that's, it speaks volumes about how much love I have for this, you know, character. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me personally, it was probably, um, when I was a kid, I think I must've been about three or four. I got like this toy of the lizard and he like transformed into a, like an actual lizard. It was like one of those like transformer like things. And I really distinctively remember it cause it was like, um, I think it might've been a superhero themed birthday party. And I had like, a it was like a bouncy castle and stuff. And I had lots of Spider-Man action figures. And uh, yeah, that, that's probably one of my earliest of memories when it comes to anything Spider-Man, really. So that's quite different to ours. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All, all of ours was like Romy movies and yours was like this weird lizard action figure. Yeah, this weird lizard toy, yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to love toys growing up. I mean, mm. a part of me, I, I still do, to be fair. But like when, when I was a kid, like I literally would spend hours playing action figures especially spider-man stuff Mm. Uh, because i literally had like play sets of this character and like multiple versions of the same one i had venom as well and i I still like uh, yeah no i get what you can i i still collect i didn't collect a lot of spider-man figures when i was younger but I, yeah. I collect I, I collect them now. Like obviously. Oh, okay. So yeah, um I, I, I did have a few, I think, when I was younger. But I think um it was more with the Avengers when I was younger, because like um I had like lots of Iron Man's and like Captain Americas and stuff. So there there wasn't uh that much Spider Man stuff, but like now yeah. I do have quite a lot of it. Uh and yeah, so like yeah. Cause I think I, I had a bit of a blip in my um fandom for spider-man when the Avengers movies yeah. came out yeah so and i think spider-verse really invigorate reinvigorated that for me so yeah mm. i i actually like i remember funny thing like you know in, in, when i went over to this place in, in uh, spain they were literally in shops like these could be like the most you know we sell you know tube, inflatable tubes or like roll out mats and all this stuff over there they had like actual like what they, what were they? What was it back in the day? It was Toy Biz uh, versions of uh, Spider-Man stuff. Like so oh, they have yeah. Doc oh, yeah. Rock, the Lizard, um, any different version of Spider-Man. Like my cousins bought a few, and when we came home, they actually just gave me 
their ones. So I was. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh yeah. So I just got loads of like I I I had. Unfortunately, I don't have them anymore. But when I did, I was they were my like I you know I'd have the Sam Raimi one, but then I have like nearly about three different comic versions of them. You know. Yeah. I had one that was like magnetic and it could stick onto like anything in my room that was like mag- metal or something, you know? Oh, oh sick. I think I, 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 yeah, I remember that. I, I think I remember something similar, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I. Yeah. Also, um, I used to. Um, when I was younger, when the Sam Raimi uh, Spider Man era was that was like around, um, I used to have an action figure, you know, with uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. When it has like a when it has a damage a battle damage suit and green goblin oh, yeah, and uh, the Spider Man we know when he's like you know has his webs and it attaches like it's like when you pull it and it can goes up and it's pretty cool. Oh, so right. I I really wish I could keep that action figure, but Sally got thrown away because of I was a bit too old for toys. So one day I might uh, get it back. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we're really like lacking in really decent. Spider-Man merchandise these days, because like all the figures nowadays, like they're quite like if you want to get a decent one, you'll have to get like Marvel Legends or like Marvel Select or something like that. So oh, absolutely, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit sad, really. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. we used to have a lot of really good ones. Yeah, like the worst thing is as well, the pricing on some of the old ones are just intense. Like even to get like a Spider-Man two, like proper Sam Raimi one, is like yeah, a hundred and twenty quid. Yeah, on eBay. I know it, it is crazy the sort of prices that you pay for these sort of things. Um, yeah, I sort of wanted to revert back to um, obviously what we've all come here for is to talk to our beloved character Spider-Man. Um, obviously, Spider-Man's been around since like 1962, um, way way back with that with that one comic that changed comic books forever and pretty much superheroes forever almost. Um, what do you think? What do you think is the reason to why this character is like so beloved by so many, and why it's lasted for so long? I uh, oh yeah, I'll let you go first. <laughs> well, I think for Spider-Man, like you know, um, like um, when Stanley and Steve Ditko like they created the character. Well, uh, they originally gonna be like you know. Um, like created the character called Flyman, but it just didn't work out. But until like, yeah. uh, was it the one like Stanley when he sees like a spider on his like ceiling or on his on his wall or something? When he came up the name Spider Man, I'm so yeah. yeah, I'm so I glad think, they I went for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the yeah. origins of the character, yeah, yeah, it's just like you know, it's great to have a storyline, you know, to um, to have like a character like you know in common. They you know for, for what everyone can relate. Something like you know, a fifteen-year-old teenager gets bitten by a radioactive spider. Like, uh, despite he's a nerd, and he doesn't have like experience of fighting and anything, it gives him strength and anything he can do, like to protect everyone in New York City. And it becomes like you know the most popular superhero in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what I what I love about Stan is that like he he said two things which. I think Kevin elaborated on as well is that like they him and Steve Ditko decided to give this character personal problems. Like he, he's like mm. us. We relate to him. He, he does. He, he struggles. He's not like Captain America or Iron Man. Like he, like he's not a sidekick. That's that's one of the things that was crazy back in the day. Like he's a fifteen year old who's not a sidekick. He's this. He is the main guy. And mm. 
everything he's going through, like even if it's in sixties or whatever, it related to the to the kids or high schoolers from that time. It was mad. And it was, I think that's a very inventive idea at that time. Obviously, you know, I mean, if they did it now, I don't, I don't know if they, I don't know if they'd be the same kick. Maybe. But... Yeah, I, I, I get where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, um, for me personally, what I've always admired, particularly. I'll sort of elaborate what you both guys said is that Stan had an idea and he stuck to the idea, even though so many people said to him it was never going to work. And you think there's probably a parallel universe out there somewhere where he didn't listen and we don't have any any Spider-Man. And I feel like this character literally means like so much to people and I feel like we can all agree with that because it's literally a global thing because you think of marvel and spider-man is practically like the face center of it almost yeah i mean with the like obviously with the whole mcu iron man sort of took a bit of that that space for the last 10 or so years now but yeah because of no offense to like rob Joni or tony stark but because of his debt now and that he's mm. moved on and the role is that you know the character's slightly becoming a bit less you know less compared to spider-man again i feel like spider-man is moving back to that main thing yeah because before spider-man was the front man of every single like poster that you could think of like that oh, yeah. years ago there's this big one of all of like the marvel heroes and spider-man is dead in the middle <laughs> Like he's mm. he's right there. Mm. Definitely, I, I find that very like um, it, it was just it's kind of cool, I guess you know. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it is cool. I, I I just think it's just amazing how far a character has come. Like despite like how many reboots and like change of continuity that we've had, like it's still stuck to the same sort of formula, and it's even different now because obviously we got introduced to like stuff like the Spider-Verse in the comics, whereas that was a huge experimental thing at the time. And going back to like the 1960s or 70s, it probably would have seemed like a really dumb idea. But the fact that now this franchise has evolved like so much through like other existing characters also being the same character in a sense. I don't know if you guys would agree with that or not. I, I think like, yeah, no, definitely, like, expanding on uh, what you guys have said, like, Spider-Man is for everybody, and he is everybody, because, mm. like, any, any, anybody could be Spider-Man, like, what they say at the end of Spider-Verse, anyone can wear the mask. But I also think that, like, we cannot forget that Spider-Man's power set is just cool. It's cool oh, yeah. as anything, <laughs> and yeah. that's not the main reason, obviously, but, like, as I think, like, the character has survived for so long, but also, like, we cannot forget, like, the fundamentals of, like, web swinging is just a cool idea, I think. And, and, and like, you know, he's, he's an eye-catching superhero, you know, and, he, mm. and he's different from the rest, even not only in his personality as Peter Parker or Miles Morales or whoever is Spider-Man, um, but also in his power sets and his abilities. He is different from any other superhero. He doesn't fly, he swings, you know? And it's, yeah. and I think, that's very... That's almost metaphorical in a way, because, like, when you swing... You eventually reach the ground, and Peter Parker does a lot, and he rises up again. That got a bit deep there, but you, you kind of get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. 
It's a very, it's a very eye-catching costume as well. Because um, obviously, when you see it, you think, "Yes, like that is a cool look." Because I feel like there's so many ways this character could have easily have gone south, and I feel like if it wasn't for how bold and colourful that costume was, I feel like a lot of people probably would have turned the page and just not really got into it. So in a sense, I'm kind of glad that even though we've had various variants of the suits, they've always stuck to the and gone back to that iconic red and blue and the big white eyes and stuff. Yeah, I think, I think that, yeah, it's, that's it's, the old it's, saying as well. It's like I think I think it was in a comic somewhere where Peter just goes, "Nothing beats classic red and blue." Like that's the, like it, yeah, it will always be the look. Like even when people all the symbiote suit, I'm like, yeah, but classic red and blue. Like they, when he <laughs> puts it back on, it's always the great, the best moment of the comic because you're like, yeah, now yeah, go kick, you know, kick him. You know? So um. It would be impossible to talk about Spider-Man without talking about his true identity, which is Peter Parker. Um, yeah. Wh- how, would you say that any of you guys have some form of like relatability to that character? Well, I was used to be like you know, um, like quite a dorky and nerdy kid, like a back in high school. Like a, uh, I used to like you know, gotten bullied, you know, like a, um, when I'm like you know, I was like very shy and stuff like that. But somehow, like, you know, I just, like, got into sport. And, you know, I just, like, trying to, like, regain strength in anything. Like, what Spider-Man has and anything. Yeah. Like, well, back in high school, when I was, like, around, what is it, 13 or 14? When I used to hang upside down, like, on the monkey bars. It was, like, I didn't know how I did it. I just, like, did it by myself. Wow. Like, I was, like, used to hang upside down, you know, some guy, like, a monkey hoops. I, like, you know, I just, like, hold it up and then try, like, you know, flip backwards and then... And then jump off backwards, and then I had a superhero landing. <laughs> oh bloody hell! Oh, I just don't know how I did it. It's just coincidence. God. What, what about you guys? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think yeah, no. Obviously, I, I think I do uh, share some like characteristics with Peter Parker, and there is a relatability factor there. Um, mm. I wouldn't say I'm like the most like Peter Parker, but um, yeah, no, I do relate to him in a lot of aspects, especially. Um, uh, the new MCU version, and and, mm. and even in some respect, like like Miles Morales, sometimes like and um, uh, and yeah, obviously like the Andrew Garfield one, who has a special place in my heart, um, and and him in Spectacular Spider-Man as well. Um, so yeah, like again, like not too much like, but yeah. So there, there, obviously there is a relatability there, and I think with Spider-Man, like of course everybody's gonna have some form of relatability. Um, even if you are not exactly like him, uh, there has definitely been a time in the comics in the comics where he has been like you. So, like, uh, yeah, I think, or, or in any medium where he has been like anybody. And um, so, yeah, oh, no, definitely, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, like I, when I was like when I was younger, and like I saw Toby's uh, version of Spider Man. Like for me, that was like he re- like I was kind of like Toby in like both you know, primary school, high school, you know, you know, kind of secondary school, whatever, like, I, yeah, I was a kind of shy guy, and I guess, like, when I got old, but as I got older, then I kind of grew out of Michelle, like, I started going to the gym and stuff, and I, I think, really, like, I also wear glasses, so I'm like, yeah, I'm really, like, just, I'm the, I'm the, I'm brown hair, glasses, I'm really getting, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 
Yeah, and once once I started going to the gym, and I just started like ended up, you know, I guess getting strong. I was like, you know, fucking spider, but like, I'm, you know, I, I felt it was kind of cool because you know, Peter's just thought, man, I feel like Peter Parker before he got bit by the spider, and now I'm just like, mm. <laughs> you know, I don't know, it's a strange relatability, but it's kind of nice that I've kind of come full circle where I've, I I kind of I'm not exact I'm not Spider Man, but I. I yeah, like I'm, I'm getting there, you know, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's like obviously, um, my parents aren't dead or anything, and I, my uncle isn't dead either. Thank, thankfully. Um, of course, yeah. But other than that, um, and not having like spider abilities, I do kind of relate to um, Peter in a sense because kind of elaborating with what pretty much all of you guys said, you know, going back to like secondary school and primary school um i always felt like i was different to everyone else and i couldn't work out why and i always tried to fit in and then in a sense i feel like peter as he does become spider-man he kind of realizes that he doesn't need to fit in and he can just be himself in a sense and i feel like that's a really extraordinary journey especially with like a lot of the later comics as well that they really do dig a lot deeper into that side of the character. Yeah, I mean, like, the guy, like, Peter, in so, like, I've read a lot of old, like, 70s, 80s, like, 90s Spider-Man comics, and the amount of changes he goes through as mm. Peter Parker is insane. Like, like, he's, one minute he's in college, you know, one minute he's in high school, and he's in college, he goes through college and kind of has a dropout period. Then he goes mm. back, or he gets a job again, or something like that. Like everything changes constantly, and it's like, in many ways, a lot of people can relate it to whatever version at the time he is. So, you know, if you're a teacher and in a school, you can look at the run where Peter is a teacher, or yeah, college, and you're yeah, through all the relationship stuff. Then there's you know, Peter's in college. You can kind of look at that for a bit of. I guess, guidance or something. <laughs> I think that's another thing as well that I also have a trait of Peter's personality is I tend to tr- have a lot of trust in a lot of people and there has been times where I have kind of seen someone as a bit of a mentor. I'm not saying that they turn into a lizard or anything. Oh, if that's yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, like, or an <laughs> octopus. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I have had, like, a certain somebody that I've looked up to and they aren't what I thought they were and then their true colours kind of come out. So again, in a sense, that's another thing that I feel like a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a side that I haven't really thought about before, but yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, I know. Actually, that, that is, that's an interesting question. Like, what can... Have you guys, like... I mean, I'll I'll explain my one if later on, but, like, what, what what's you guys kind of mentor? Do you guys ever have, like, kind of an Uncle Benny in your life? Like, you know... I don't know, somebody who kind of pointed you in a direction or something like that? An Uncle Ben related. Um, I guess. Oh. This is, uh, I don't know. Cause I, oh, I, that is a tricky I, one. I don't think so. Not not really for me, like, as in, like, somebody who is, like, I don't know, like, obviously, like, my mum has, like, been uh, a very, like, obviously, like, <laughs> but, like, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, no, I haven't really thought about that. But no, it is an interesting question. It is, yeah. I mean, like, um, for me, yeah, like, I've there's there has been like, I've, 
in a sense, there's been a variety of people who I've like really looked up to, and then you you'll literally do absolutely everything to try and impress them and be on the same level as them. But obviously, as you get older, you sort of start to realise actually you don't need to do that. Like you don't, you you should never feel like you have to impress someone. In my opinion, yeah. I feel like you should always be yourself, and you should always um, allow people to see that. In any shape or form, yeah, it's got deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, my, sorry I, about that, guys. I, I, I kind of had like kind of a my like my one of my granddads was uh he was very much like a father figure, I guess. Like I like my okay. dad, my dad's still alive, so that's I get that right. My dad is still alive, but like my, my one of my granddads was like very close to me. Like he was very much yeah. like a father figure. Like I, I practically lived with him for most of my life so it kind of I guess you know there were some things happened with him that kind of made me think he is like he is he was like my uncle Ben like he'd give me guidance and point me in the right direction and things yeah. and even even when things got bad he'd always kind of assure me things are going to be our race and I guess mm. that's it was kind of good that I had that because I guess what I'm doing now it's sort of like kind of take that those kind of as same like Peter, like I take those ideals with me out to yeah. the world and stuff, you know. I mean it's it's certain that I can say and I'm pretty sure well I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely not had my um my Tony Stark yet. Oh um, so, yes. <laughs> but who who knows? Like maybe maybe I'll have someone maybe one day a billionaire will come along and... <laughs> yeah well i have a mum who's like an aunt mate to me though like you know she's always like you know always have to look out for me and she like uh, cares for me like anything i need i can always like you know ask her for any help and advice or anything she was like pretty much an aunt mate to me oh, okay yeah, that's man. nice see that's that's like a thing right um i i just want to point out that i absolutely like I love the Tom Holland Spider Man, and I like what the MCU have been doing with that character. But yeah. I I do kind of feel like the main tropes that they miss out with these movies is they don't really have much sacrifice in them or any real consequences to Peter's actions. Whereas yeah. I feel like we kind of need that moment where something does go awfully wrong and it affects someone that he loves. And I feel yeah. like you could arguably say that that has happened with obviously Iron Man, but I kind of feel like that wasn't necessarily his fault, if that makes any sense. No, well, I never yeah. really understood why he took the guilt for that, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I think if it, like, I think what would really be a hard hitter in the next movie is Iron Man is more the Avengers type of thing. Like, that's, yeah. that, that is a group, like, mourning thing, but. For Peter, it definitely has to be like maybe someone who is very close to him. So mm. like anyone who's been in, you know, homecoming, far from home, like any one of those people who have been like really influential to him, if they get the off, you know, if they get mm. then that's like that is something that will be like as long as they don't get brought back, then we're all right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because when Uncle Ben dies in the first Raimi one or the first Amazing Spider-Man, he's dead. <laughs> we, yeah. He is dead, lying in the ground, dead. <laughs> God, I mean, you have to say that lying in the ground part. <laughs> <laughs> I just say that because it's like, it is a final thing. Like, you know? 
God, add salt to the wound, why don't you? Don't I mean, um, I think a good way with how they could bring Uncle Ben into the MCU is I'm, I'm pretty sure majority of you guys have seen Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. And yeah, you've yeah, probably yeah. seen the animated show. I think, because obviously when the symbiote gets him, um, yeah. and then there's that whole confrontation between the two, and then Uncle Ben shows up, and um, sort of as he's self-conscious, I feel like that would be quite a cool idea for them no, that, to play that upon. Be, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be great. That would. That, that's that's actually like just one of my top like five Spider-Man moments in anything. Period. That that moment in that episode of Spectacular Spider-Man. Like who who thing. would you who would you guys um out of interest um who would you guys actually cast as Uncle Ben? Cast Uncle Ben. Um, oh, Tobey okay. Maguire really because of um the idea is about like you know is like what if like you know in Spider Man No Way Home like you know if there was like you know Toby Spider Man you know cross paths like into Tom's and what if like you know um, Toby Spider Man he just enters in and saves like Tom Spider Man and he'd be like hey are you okay kid and he and Tom Spider Man would be like Uncle Ben and he'd just yeah. be looking shocked to him when he sees him. That would be quite cool. It does seem like something you would expect in a Flash, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys have seen Crisis, have you? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Barry Allen, like, you know, Caesar, oh, um, yeah. what yeah. is it, like, Jay yeah. Gatsby is his father, but it's not. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, um, I, I really look at that as more of, like, when, like, really something like Crisis, like, for Spider-Man Only Home would be very interesting, like, Obviously, I don't want Toby to go and, like, get himself killed or something, but, like, no, yeah. the moment where, like, mm-hmm. you know, he puts himself in a very risky situation and Tom is like, I'm not going to let another version of, like, he looks like my Uncle Ben, I'm not going to let him die or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah that, that'd be quite cool. Yeah, I don't know, because maybe it could, like, hopefully, I, I'd love it to be, like, kind of a very, oh, an eye-opening moment for Tom Spider-Man that he realizes, oh, crap, like, I've, I really like not taught, you know, maybe not taught as much, or maybe really mm. ignored what those that whole like I blocked it out for so long and I've never really thought about it. Maybe I mean, another thing you've also got to think about as well is who, like, what sort of actor would suit this version of Aunt May as well, and like, sort of go by how that would work in a sense. Because oh, as much great. as I like the idea of Tobin Maguire being Uncle Ben, I just can't really visualize that Aunt May being with him. Yeah, okay. I, I don't, I don't know why. I, I, I just can't see it. Mm. That's a good point, we actually. Have, yeah, we just have to think who would who would be dating Marisha Tomei? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Marisha Tomei, like you know, like she's like the youngest Aunt May, like out of her, um, from the Raimi, the Amazing Spider Man. I think she was like around what is it like fifty two or something when she yeah. was cast to be Aunt May in Captain America's Civil War, and she looks dead younger, you know, in than fifty two. Oh, yeah, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, like you know, what is what's her name? Sally. Who Sally Field. Sally Field. Yeah. yeah I remember. Like she looked like no offense, like she looks great, but she like she actually looked like an aunt. Like no no offense to her, like. You, like, oh I'm, yeah, you know, and then obviously in the Raimi ones, like, like uh, Rose, Rosemary Harris, like the other funny thing, she's still alive. Like she is, she's ninety-one or ninety-three at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just there thinking, would they bring Rosemary Harris back? <laughs> 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 
One little scene, just have Peter just going. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do think she's been the best Aunt May. Yeah, I agree. I, really? I, I think. I think. I know. I, I, I do have a soft spot for the um, Aunt May Uncle Ben of the Amazing Spider-Man universe, and I'm not just saying that because of my personal biases for <laughs> Garfield. Oh, no. um, but also, um, no, I genuinely think that like, um, oh, what's his name who plays Uncle Ben? Um, Is it Mike? Martin Sheen, yeah, no, I think I think he's better than the original because like he's get he gets more screen time, he gets more stuff to do. Yeah, um, definitely. And he, gen- he genuinely feels like he feels he feels very much like he's been ripped off the pages of the Ultimate Comics, you know? Like it, it's, it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think Kurt Ru- Kurt Russell is it Kurt Russell? I think who played. Kurt yeah, Russell? but he's already been in the MCU. Like, I, oh wait, no, not Kurt Russell. I'm saying, um, who played? I'm trying to think who played Uncle Ben in the first Raimi movie. Oh, yeah, I, I can't remember it. Either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a poor memory. He yeah. feels a lot more like the like the com like the six one six type Uncle Ben, very kind of yeah. Yes. And I like yeah. I like what Martin Sheen does. I like how they both have their own kind of. They're not the same. They have a very mm. there's like Martin Sheen's one feels like a very youthful, very kind of inspiring Uncle Ben who kind of pushes Peter a lot more. Yeah, kind of, you know he's very he's there more he's there for more. I mean he was short at the high school when he was with was he when he was that when he was talking with Gwen? Yes. And yeah. he just, uh, and yeah he talking with yeah. And he just goes, oh yeah, he, he has a photo of you in his room. I use his like I'm his probation officer, and he was like, you know, like you know, he's a uh, that's my uncle. He's a psychological liar, and he was like, mm. I was like touching up stuff. <laughs> well. Uh... No, for me personally, the reason why like the Raimi version of um, Aunt May is probably my favorite is it's just those those nice scenes, like those really heart mo- those heartwarming moments with Tom and Maguire and her together. Are yeah, probably like they're probably like my favorite scenes out of all of the Spider-Man movies, like because yeah. th- you they you literally just feel the love for those two characters, and you really yeah. feel like they've gone through so much together. And they yeah. both want to help each other out, but they don't want to bother each other with it. And that's what I really like about it, because that is so Peter Parker and Aunt May. It is very, it is a very real uh, relationship between the two. And uh, yeah, I, I just know, love I, the chemistry. I yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you there, Lucas. Where like um, those are some like the quieter scenes between them mm. in the Raimi yeah. movies are like are some of the best scenes in those movies. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean like that scene where um, where Peter says to. Um, where he literally just goes up to um, Aunt May and tells him the truth about what happened that night. Like that is a really hard scene. It is to a watch. good scene. Yeah, it was a heartbreaking scene. You know, when he was like telling the truth about it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Although she does get over it fairly quickly. I, I found out from like I think I watched it somewhere like that. Bill Pope, who's the cinematographer for that, he actually intentionally held the shots very. Like he didn't really do many cuts. Like very, it, you can actually like mm. Peter is explaining it, and there's only very few cuts back to Aunt May. Like Peter is literally pouring his heart out, not just to Aunt May, but he's saying it to the audience, and it just, I don't know, that scene just gets like that in the scene after where she kind of gives him the inspiring words. Oh that, yeah, that gets me. And then like even in Spider-Man Three, even in is regarded as like the worst one of the trilogy. Like mm. even in that last scene where he t- gives her back the ring, but she tells him to keep it and says, "You know, you sit, you you can make mistakes. It's okay." And he's like, "Oh, you're yeah." 
it's a very I don't know it's a very sweet moment because it's like mm. her saying, "Look, you're 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 a, you know a man's allowed to make mistakes all the time. It happens, but what you do after that to fix those mistakes, you know." See, it's those kind of moments that we need in the MCU. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. exactly. What I keep they, saying, yeah. like they, they've been completely devoid of that. Like, remember... I kind of feel like they play it quite safe, in a sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, and it just, um, it does. As much as I enjoy Homecoming and Far From Home, it does get on my nerves a bit that they don't, they, they, they stay, they stay away from the more emotional side of Peter Parker, which is essentially the most important part. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, I love, you know, um, in Spider-Man 2, you know, where, uh, what is it? Like, after Peter loses powers and stuff, like, yeah. uh, when he went over to, like, Aunt May's and that little kid, when they were, like, moving out stuff, like, you know, um, about, like, you know, that kid, like, you know, asking, like, you know, like, like, like when will Spider-Man will be back or something? He was like, you know, he said maybe. Yeah. But uh, that was a very inspiring move that uh, that convinces, you know, like Peter to become Spider-Man again is like everything that needs a hero. That's like you know, um, I mean, that just like kind of persuades him, you know, uh, mm. again. Mm. That kind of leads into um, like a question that I have for for all of you guys for us all to sort of talk about is, um, what would you say like throughout all the years of you being into Spider-Man? And this extraordinary character is there like a particular moment from a film or TV show or comic that's always stood by you in a sense, and kind of when when you think about it, you just can't help but smile if you get what I if you get what I mean. I think right off the bat, if I, if I'm allowed to start because I've already got one here, um, this is going to be a really generic answer, but the train fight from Spider Man Two has always oh. stuck with me. Oh, that was great! That one. It is. It is not a character-driven moment, uh, but uh, but him stopping the train absolutely is, and and also that yeah no that that's it's it's just a phenomenal sequence from the clock tower to the to the end bit where they carry mm. him onto the train, and I think um, uh, and I remember seeing that as a child and thinking this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it has always stuck with me. And and as I and as I've gotten older, I've I've been able to appreciate um, the complexities of the moment, especially when when they carry him onto the train. It's it's a fantastic scene. It's got everything you need from Spider Man in there. Like if you just showed that scene, like mm. you, you took that out of the movie and just plunked it on its own, it's still just a brilliant moment. And if you're familiar with the character, it's just it's got everything that the character yeah. represents in there, and it's 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 phenomenal. It's it's aged so well. It has. Actually, it's, it yeah. looks great. Yeah, I actually watched it quite recently, and I thought, you know what, this this actually looks pretty decent. Like, there's yeah. a few things that you can clearly tell are CG, but there's a majority yeah. of it. You're like, oh my god, like this was two thousand and like four at the time. Like, this is actually pretty decent. It it looks great. Yeah, and I think yeah, like, yeah, no, I think the CGI in the first one's a bit, but I think the second one, yeah, oh, yeah. the game and and the arms look amazing because i know they weren't cg but they were practical oh yeah it it, it looks brilliant like yeah it's all fantastic what about you guys um that's kind of a tricky question um uh you know in the amazing spider-man you know like in the movie like you know the moments like you know when spider-man got shot and injured like by the police or something like oh, you yeah. know, um, 
Like when he was like, you know, when they, you know when those guys about those when they're moving the cranes like ninety degrees to Spider Man swinging, I just thought that was like a goose bumping like moment when he was like webbing up his legs when he's injured, and then when he was like jumping off trying to swing, but he struggles, but somehow he got onto it, and then he swings over to you know all the cranes to get to Oscar yeah. Tower. I just thought that was amazing. Hit him webbing his legs like, is a really so realistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a nice touch because like you know just to like heal his injuries. I like that. Yeah. yeah, no, that is a great scene as well. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. I can hear you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, um, I think like for me, I think other than the train sequence, I think the moment in Spider-Man like one where literally Peter is just getting his like, like I'm allowed to swear on this. I'm mean, is uh, like Peter is literally getting his ass kicked by the Green Goblin. Who's supposed to be talking? Oh well, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, like you, oh yeah. Um, so he's. Amy, supposed to be talking. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I don't know what happened here. Yeah, I can hear. You. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So no, I was just saying the uh, the great the Green Goblin is just you know in Spider Man One is just completely demolishing Peter and he just gets you know completely brutalized his costumes ripped and then. <laughs> I mean the the line these if you heard that the line that Green Goblin says these days it probably would come off as very like, weird. Oh but, yeah. But um what, I know the one you mean. Yeah. But anyway, when Peter like the moment Peter hears that and you see his like face, you think, Okay, that's when he becomes Spider Man, like at like for real. Like he actually, you know, manages to overcome the Green Goblin and is like, I'm not gonna let you push me around anymore. And he just mm. Completely like throws him through wall, throws him through walls, webs like pulls things down on him, beats on him. And it's just like, yes, mm. that's the moment. That's I love it. Oh, those are all really great moments. I, I don't know yeah. how I don't know how I'm gonna compete with that. Like, that's that's such a tricky. I mean, the amazing Spider Man has great moments as well. Like, uh, like, like, was it the crane sequence? With all yeah, the, yeah, the crane Kevin, sequence. Yeah, that's oh. what Kevin talked about. Yeah. <laughs> It was I just think... nice of people like, you know, of New York City, like, you know, like, um, like, they just like wanted to help him because he's the hero that he saved him from the bridge. Like, you know, that he was like, he's the, he's the guy who just saved the, my boy in the bridge. And it was like, you know, get the phone to everyone and get the crane to nine degrees and just swing over to Oscorp Tower. So they just know exactly what Spiderman's heading to. I'm not going to lie. Another one, um, which I feel like we haven't brought up yet, because I feel like we spoke about Andrew and we spoke about Toby. For me, with yeah. Tom, it would have to be. Um, I I really like that sequence where he's using his Spidey sense, and then he's like getting all the drones, and then it's all on Tower Bridge. Because myself, like um, oh, being in it. being in the UK, you know, yeah, like, just getting to see Spider Man around Tower Bridge was just so freaking cool. Yeah, um, and I was just like, I am freaking loving this, and that one line where he's like. You can't trick me anymore. And then he just sort of twists his wrist, and then that's kind yeah. of like this is Spider-Man now. Like this, this is the Spider-Man that we've been waiting for. I mean, the one, the one thing about that scene that really, I, I just no offense to like obviously Mysterio. The whole thing is like the the whole mm. scene is brilliant. I'm just wondering, how did Mysterio die? Did he get shot or something like that? I think one of the drones shot him. Because they he he fired all of them at once, so it's probably 
yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that at least one bullet would have gone through him. Yeah, because I was just I was just looking at the scene. I'm just like, how did he die? I was just like, mm. yeah, yeah, he got shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just I like I lot like I I thought that scene was fantastic. That moment just confused me a little bit. <laughs> I I really hope he's not dead though. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. About it would you be guys. a waste if he did. Because like, he um, yeah, he is, he's like. Vulture and Willem Dafoe and like Alfred Molina levels of bad guy. Like, oh, yeah. he, he fully like, tr- like, he made Peter so paranoid about being like the hero and just is like, oh, yeah, I'll let, uh, no, man, I won't take these glasses. Oh, you, oh, you want to give them to me? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah, he just wins out of just being a nice guy. <laughs> so, so out of interest, guys, because obviously throughout, throughout the years, um, of Spider-Man comics, Spider-Man movies. Um, what has kind of been your standout villain for you guys? Because obviously, um, going back to Spider-Man's first villain, which would have been Chameleon at the very beginning, um, what what would you say has is like a villain that you have always sort of gone, yeah, I I love this. This is this is my villain. Uh... I got to say is. Um... Is the Alfred Molina's as Doctor Doctor Octavius? Because, like you know, um, the the storyline of him, like you know, like where he began, like with the Tridium, anything, like you know, like mm. not like Harry Osborn has like has very good business, like you know, with her, um, with her, with Doctor Octavius, and like and Peter Parker is like is a fan of him, so um, he was like trying to do the Tridium, like for experiment, like to do something like the power of the sun, and then like somehow mm. like you know. When something like you know wrongs going on, like you know it kills like you know some it kills like his wife, but some other people like you know survived or something. And um, well, when something like happens like into the the claws he has, it kind of mm. controls him and it turns him into a different person. So it, it turns him into like a villain kind of thing. So mm. I just think Doctor Octopus is like one of my favorite villains ever I ever saw. So um. Like at the end, like when Peter was like, you know, um, like trying to convince Doctor Octavius to try stop the Tridium, like destroying half of New York, like you know, when he was like talking to his claws, you know, he's brainwashing him, like you know, when he says to his claws, like he says, like listen to me now, and then mm. you know to try to take control, and then you know where uh, he's just like, you know, Peter was going to what is it, like try to get it out. Like try to get under the water, so um, mm. so he'd stop Peter, but he said, "I'll do it." So that was kind of a heroic thing. It's and a very to, uh, good character arc. I'm not so sure how I feel about what they're gonna do if the no way home, no way home oh, rumors yeah. are true. I feel like that yeah. is kind of scrap what made that moment so great in a it sense. Will. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope I hope he's not the same version of the character. Like I'm mm. a bit scared i i know alpha valina said that like he is but like i don't know he might have gotten something wrong i'm not sure i mean i'm hoping he got it wrong <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't want him to be the same version of the character yeah uh, what, i heard about is there, uh, i heard about it's like you know alpha Molina's dr octavius like, is possibly like the same version like from the samurai movies like it could be like de-aging or something so I what if that, that yeah. What if that Tridium, like, you know, could transport him to another universe, like an alternate universe, like if Dr. Octavius was never died? Mm. Maybe. Well, we no. never know. I, I mean, we will know in December, hopefully, I, if the I film like, doesn't get delayed again. I, I feel like it might 
I know if it, like, I don't know if it might undermine that moment as well, like his heroic sacrifice. Because yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. If you, if any of you watch the Flash, like obviously in season one, like Reverse Flash is one of the most like threatening villains, like to face Barry Allen. And yeah. Now, but and now, I don't know whether any, any of you have seen the clips from season seven. It really... I've seen all of it. I've seen all of season seven. Yeah, so, it just, yeah. I'm looking at that and I'm just like, wow. Tarn went from this guy to this guy. Oh, I know. Yeah, I just that that but that's what it kind of feels like to me for Alfred Molina. I'm just like, please do like just if you're gonna do it, please make sure he doesn't like. I don't know. Just I guess. Yeah, for, I get what you mean. You know, be very careful with what you're doing. That's all I'd say. You know. So uh, what what's what what was your standout villain for you? Um, I'd actually go back to the comics for this because I I read a lot of like comics when I was a kid, and the one like arc that stood out to me a lot was the Hobgoblin. He was like, I'll be honest, out of every other villain who gave Spidey problems, like Hobgoblin was one of the most like. Mm. He was just so hard to beat. Like he had the same, he had near enough the same strength as the Green Goblin. He was. As mm. like, he looked as like devilish as Venom, I don't even know if Venom was made at that point. But you had Peter literally like going after him all the time, and like there are points where he thought it was Flash Thompson, he thought it was Ned Leeds, and then mm. at the end he found out, oh, it's a, oh, it's a fashion photographer or a fashion designer or something who decided to become like Norman Osborn. It's like, yeah, it's the weirdest story ever, but. Funnily enough, it, it, it is kind of interesting, you know? It just... I yeah. Because I think, like, this guy said, oh, I wanted to be like Norman Osborn. I'm like, that that's sort of makes sense, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Farron? Um, I don't know. In terms of, like, villains, like, if we're going for, like, specific versions of villains, um, well, first of all, the versions of Green Goblin that we got in Spectacular Spider-Man... Um, were fantastic yeah. interpretations of the character, and and I feel like just Green Goblin in general is a, is a brilliant character. Mm. Uh, never really been a big fan of Venom. Um, I know that's going to be an unpopular opinion. Oh, uh, controversy! Yeah, I like it. I not a villain anymore. With, so. uh, the character um, in general, I, I I completely adore him in um, Spectacular Spider-Man, but like I don't know, it's just like. I don't know. He's just he. He doesn't feel very, like Spider Man. Uh, it, it's weird. Like I, I love the symbiote when it's on Peter because I love that personal conflict and it makes for really interesting storytelling. But yeah. On like Eddie Brock and other people, it just gets a bit. Uh, it gets a bit boring and like Carnage and stuff like that. I'm just not really a fan. Uh, but like, oh. yeah. But also, um, Mysterio, uh, specifically in Far From Home, I think they handled mm. him magnificently. But also. In the really early um, Lee and Ditko stuff, he's really good there. Yeah, um, yeah, and and also um, Doc Ock in Spider-Man Two, obviously, um, fantastic. Yeah. So- I mean, for me personally, I would. Um, I'm I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with it, but they did a comic called uh, Red Goblin, where right. it was like Carnage oh, took yeah. over Norman Osborn. That that was a really really good story. Like it was crazy. Like oh, yeah. it, it was so in. It, it is so intense because obviously you can imagine that chaotic symbiote on Norman Osborn. It's like 
danger waiting to happen. Yeah. I, I remember there was like a, a few comic pages like where literally he's hunting Peter and like Peter hides somewhere and Norman just tell, like shouts to him, I'm going ki- to, if you put on the costume again, I'm going to kill everyone you know. And I'm like, yeah. what? And he says, I can do it now because I have the kind of symbiote. I can literally be anywhere and kill anyone. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I actually read a comic quite recently. Um, it was like the return of the Green Goblin story arc. And there's actually a moment where it's like Spider-Verse and uh, Spy- Spider-Gwen's there. And obviously, Norman Osborn recognises her and goes, oh, it's Gwen. And he literally proper digs into her and intimidates her to the mm. point where it really makes Peter really uncomfortable. Because even though it's not the same Gwen Stacy that he knew... He still has yeah. that sort of like intimidation towards her, and he sort of threatens to kill her again. And then you really get to see that angrier side to Peter because it really turns his gears. And that's why I absolutely adore Norman Osborn as a villain. Yeah, I mean the one I I did I saw this on like TikTok or something, but it was like it is an actual comic. It's like I think Peter and Norman have it out underground in the sewers or something. Oh, okay. And they have like a conversation where they actually end up laughing together over a joke or something. And Peter, like, I think the one best thing out of that whole comic is the end bit where Peter says, as much as I hate you, I'm never going to kill you because I can't like, because yeah. that would just mean I am like you. And it, I don't know, it, even though it's the most simplest thing, it is. Yeah, it does, it does make you think. And it's like, yeah. Mm. I mean, it and it does add another layer to Norman as a character because Norman, mm. even though he's a villain and we all know he's completely a douchebag, like he's oh, yeah, he has had like the worst child, like he had a bad childhood as well. Like, he, mm. like, that's why when you know Harry says, Oh, you never treated me like a great son, yeah, it's because he never had a childhood himself, Harry. That's why he treats you so crap, mm. <laughs> you know, it's very like. I think a lot of like that's I think Norman out of all of them is like he is I, I love this kind of as someone said he's like a dark reflection of Peter like a vet but not like I guess not really Spider-Man but more Peter Parker mm. he's like he's a scientist who went more in the way of power rather oh, than, yeah. rather than the good of everyone you know mm. I, get, I guess like um, when in Spider-Man 2 Alfred Molina's doc Dr. Octavius says, you you know, your genius is a gift and you use it for the gift of mankind or something like that, you know? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, I get where you're coming from with, with all of that. I, I'd actually agree with that completely. I don't know about the other two guys, but yeah, I, I, I stand by all of that. Like, what, like, um, what would you, what would you guys say about, like, a lot of, you know, the God, like, the Green Goblin or whatever? What's up? The Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You're just like on whatever, like whatever your take is on him, I guess. Um. Well, I just loving, you know, um, like Willem Dafoe as the, the Green Goblin because, like, you know, the way he fits into the character, like, you know, it just suits him so perfectly. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just like, you know, when he has, like, you know, the evil voice of everything, it's just, like, it used to terrify me as a kid. <laughs> you know, like, when I was, like, you know, making, like, 
It's like back to formula, and you know, like uh, he just like kills his like you know Doctor Strom and but somehow like you know, and he yeah. sees himself in the mirror because that really creeps me out, and the helmet as well. I I, I just wish that he didn't get that god awful Power Ranger villain costume. Like, yeah, because that, that, come on, that that is a bad outfit, man. Like, yeah, I don't know whose decision that was, but I know that was stupid. Someone said during the fire scene in the, the first movie, you know, when he had the shawl over him. Over his oh, yeah. 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 People are saying that should have melted onto his suit and then he would have been more like the comic book kind of outfit movie. Oh, that would have been so cool. I don't know. Like, I didn't even know how he'd get out of it afterwards. He'd just be, he'd just be there before the Thanksgiving dinner. Like, how the hell, did, how the hell do I get this stuff off? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, I saw the, you know, the untested... Was it like a tested costume or something for Green Goblin that looks yeah. like a comic accurate one, but they scrapped it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The motorized mouth and everything. Yeah, that looks... That looks so cool. Why did we not get that? I, I know, we were robbed. <laughs> Imagine him going to Ant-Man like that, going, finish oh. it, finish it. <laughs> um, slightly changing the topic, slightly. Um, Obviously... We've sort of spoke about the villains and Peter Parker and obviously that, that character journey and why people love the character so much. I feel like we can't really talk about that without mentioning the love interests of um, yeah. Peter, of Peter because obviously um, there's been so many now. I mean, if we're going by like all of media continuity, like... So um, a massive thing that I would absolutely love to know from you guys um, is what are your guys' personal favourite love interests for for Spidey slash Peter? It's uh, got to be uh, Gwen Stacy, like, you know, um, okay. because of... Um, when I was, like, watching Amazing Spider-Man, like, in you know, the movies of Gwen Stacy, I just thought she was pretty sweet and very smart, though, because, like, mm. you know, um, because, like, Peter Parker seems to have, like, an eye on, like, you know, Gwen Stacy, I know, um, and he seems, like, you know, to have a crush on her or anything, when he was, yeah. like, taking a picture of the debate photo, and her, um, what is it, like, her, um, like, she's such, like, a caring, like, you know, like, love interest, like, ever since, like, you know, his uncle died, and her, um, like, Gwen Stacy seemed to, like, care about him when he gave him a hug, was pretty I do, sweet. I do feel like those two, like, I've always found that they've always had a lot more in common than, say, yeah. someone like Mary Jane. Yeah, I've yeah. always that, yeah. Because they do seem like a more believable couple, in a sense, because mm-hmm. I could kind of see that being... Not that I'm saying that MJ's bad or anything, but I can definitely believe two nerds kind of meeting and catching feelings for each other as time goes on, especially when they do it in, like, the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon as well, because oh. they really... Build, they really did sort of build up upon that, like yeah. throughout the show. Sure, I remember at the the near end of season two, she got like a character redesign where they made her more like the the comics. I yeah. went, I when I saw that, I went, "Whoa, okay, <laughs> that's when Peter should like Peter should just get wide eyed over that." Like, <laughs> yeah. What but, What uh, about What about you though, Aiden? What What would be your sort of like? Who's uh, your pick for? If I, I'll, I'll actually give you like a, a kind of, I guess I'll do a, a, li, a sort of list thing, I guess. If that, or okay. if it, I know this sounds terrible, but hey, look, I'll, um, so if I had to go for like my, like 
lower down, but because of the, the, I'll give a reason. Gwen is probably lower down because of the fact that like I think she's the perfect love interest for Peter when he's like in high school, college kind of thing. Because I love yeah. I love Spider Man Blue. That comic book is just like if any of you have ever read it, it is an amazing comic and just gives like so much more background into his and Gwen's relationship and the beginning and blossoming of the whole thing. I still and, need to read that one. Like yeah, that is I mean, that is what I need to try and get hold of. I mean, Spider Man Lotus is doing that pretty much adapting it, so you might see some like strands of that in the in the movie. But I really think that comic, for me anyway, gave me a lot of like insight into that. Then at the sec- then I'd say after that, then you have like maybe Black Cast because, like, I know she's not really like she's like Cindy Moon. It's like, look, yeah. her and Peter are great. They're great, you know, friendship, all that type of stuff, very close. And I know they have a lot of sexual tension, which is, look, that's, she's beautiful. What are you going to do? You know, but it's, <laughs> but, but, yeah. it's like, but it's after that, but it's more like, I don't think they both can see past the whole Spider-Man thing. Like when it comes to Peter Parker, just Peter Parker himself, I guess that's. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's why when I, especially in the comics, especially for me in the comics, when it comes to Mary Jane. I would mm. put her up the top just because she does understand Peter on a lot of different levels, and especially after when Gwen dies, like I re- like I remember reading the moment where Peter is literally telling MJ to get out of his apartment, leave him alone, because Gwen has literally just died and he's mourning, and she she's about to leave, but she closes the door and stays with him and comforts him, and I think oh, yeah. yeah, like she is that's quite like, nice. In that moment, I think she is the one who is meant. Like, that's why when, like, I re- when I was younger, I was reading a lot of comics where their marriage was on a complete turmoil. Like, and it's just, <laughs> reading the moment where the two of them get back together, and Peter saying, "It's not just like you're there because you're my love interest. I need you. I need you in my mm. life. Like, you keep me going. Without you, I actually the Spider-Man stuff doesn't work either. Like." Mm. He's, Peter Parker might not work, but because he, like when you're there, everything works perfectly for me. And I'm like, yeah. that is the couple for me. I don't know why, it's just that's... I mean, for me personally, um, I would probably go for like, I do think that, I kind of agree with in a sense that what you said about Spidey and Gwen. Spidey, yeah. Like Peter and Gwen, sorry. Um, where you can really sort of like, around that time of peter's life it does kind of work i don't know how it would i feel like i don't know like i, I really like gwen stacy but i do kind of feel like if they hadn't killed her off she probably would have come across as quite boring because i feel like because they're so similar in a sense i feel like there's so little things that you could do with that i mean whereas stan, i mean stan did say like i found this out from stanley and it, I, I actually started laughing over it, it was that Sense goes, oh yeah, the reason we had to kill her off was because she was just getting boring and people hated her. And I went, what? Yeah, well, I can see, I can sort of see that. I mean, because obviously you want someone for Peter to like really bounce off of. And I feel like when they are like, particularly MJ and Peter, like when they argue, they proper argue. And I feel like M, like Gwen Stacy was kind of the more bittersweet, like calmer. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was just, I think it was the fact that, like, I don't know, I think it was just maybe after the whole death of George Stacey thing, maybe people were just, I guess they hated her for the fact that she was just 
hating Spider-Man and like love, like maybe giving like love and Peter, but she just absolutely <laughs> despised Spider-Man. And I guess that's just maybe that threw a couple of readers off, I guess, at the time. I mean, I read another thing is um obviously I freaking love Black Cat. Like she's been one of my favorite characters. She's been one of my favorite like comic crushes probably since probably since like my teen years reading the comics. Um I think she's a good companion for Spidey. Like in terms of like I really like that tension between the two characters, like the fact that they just randomly flirt with each other, like it's like it's just nothing in a sense. Um but yeah, I do agree with you in terms of like Felicia and Peter, yeah, definitely not. I find it funny in the ultimate comics then like that he's like 15 and she's like in her 20s and I'm like <laughs> yeah that was like a weird it, moment it was the most like weirdest thing ever when he takes off his mask and I'm like oh, oh yeah my god Jesus <laughs> oh sorry no um, sorry Farad uh, what what was uh, your answer <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't apologize it's fine um no um yeah no Gwen um definitely uh like yeah absolutely like just just Gwen Stacy like um I feel like uh, although Mary Jane I feel like she gets oversimplified in um in like things that aren't the comics um like, yeah I'd like, agree with that yeah like like yeah. in even in Spectacular Spider-Man which I absolutely adore she's oversimplified there in the Raimi trilogy she's not a lot like her comic book counterpart um even though she does have more complexity there um mm-hmm. And I, but I just don't like that they skipped Gwen there. Um, but yeah, no, Gwen Stacy for me. And and I do get what you were saying about like if she had stayed with Peter, she would have been a bit boring. Um, and yeah, I do agree. But um, no, she she's my favorite. And I think um, her death is is absolutely tragic to me. And um, even in um, like in Spider Man Blue, I think it is uh, in that, yeah. Um, yeah that whole segment uh, where he's talking to Gwen. Um, it's an absolutely phenomenal moment, and like one of my favorite Spider-Man moments, and it's 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 very sad. So yeah, yeah, mm. and the- yeah, that was a heartbreaking. And you so, had, um, and you had Mary Jane coming at the end and saying like, "Say hi to Gwen for me." Like, not even she's not angry at him; she just respects what happened, and that yeah. he has that he still has a, a, an old love for Gwen. Yeah, yeah, um. Something else I wanted to talk about, because I feel like we've really sort of gone into deep about exploring our love for pretty much everything Spider-Man, from what I can think of. Yeah. Um, There's no doubt that the Spider-Man fan base has a lot of controversy. So, um, this is just something I feel like just needs to be spoken about, is is there a particular storyline or... Thing that they did, like whether it was a comic or a movie, or even a TV show, I guess, or even a game, even now. Um, do you feel like there's a, something that was a bit questionable where you're a bit like, oh, really? Like that's what they're going with? Well, um, well, the thing of the idea about Spider-Man up into the Spider-Verse. Well, it, I just think it was like you know, I thought it was going to be like Peter or something, but it turns out it's, it's to be Miles Morales. But it was like, I was like, oh, that sounds interesting for like having a Miles Morales like of um, like to be like as the as the main character. But it turns out the you know, 
they just got like, multiple characters, something like Peter, like Gwen and Noah and the others. But I don't know why they have like you know, like had those multiple characters like from Miles Morales. Like, I mean, what's the reason for this? Yeah, what was there like? I mean, like, was there any moments where you think, oh my god, like that is actually really dumb? Like, why, why, why is that a thing? Um. Because I I can name like quite a few. <laughs> I'm oh. pretty sure Adrian fans as well. I am. I'm literally building a list in my head right now. Is there... <laughs> oh, something dumb. Oh, hmm? oh um. I just got to think it's the you know the Spider-Man three like you know you know the moment like when he looks like an emo and he's oh, like yeah. dancing around him. I I so embarrassing. I knew that was gonna come up at some point. Oh, I yeah. know. It's just, like, takes over for his behavior. I just thought, like, the symbiote, like, could turn you into, like, a different person. Like, if you were angry or something, you know, when something goes worse. Mm. Yeah. I, I think it's it's very much, like, I don't know what, I, I don't know, like, I think if Peter was just angry, that would be, that would make more sense. But I'm just, <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly, what, yeah. Dude, why are you suddenly turning gosh? I didn't, like... <laughs> I don't think the symbiote understands even what a gas is. <laughs> mm. Or emo. Like you don't even No, know. no. Like I don't even know if Peter understands what an emo is. <laughs> like Yeah. Uh, but uh sure. Like I think a lot of my moments would probably be like first off one more day. What like even as a oh, kid, God, I could yeah. never understand why they did that comic. Like I get it. You don't want to have to focus on Peter's marriage all the time, but like you right. could send MJ away. You could do a different comic in another universe, or like maybe when he was younger. Like you have yeah. so many avenues. Why did you choose that one? Oh, and, it's, and, the, and the worst thing is, we're here nearly. What is it? It's to so we're here over ten years later. I think since that comic came out, and they're still trying to fix it. <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> like Batman's come back from the dead and died faster than this. <laughs> so is Peter. It's what like... about um? Oh. Yeah, and like what... I and I think in terms of video games, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Like I think the Amazing Spider-Man One game was alright. Whatever they did for the sequel, Jesus Christ! As I know, it's bad. As, <laughs> yeah. someone who, as someone who's played like uh, nearly all of the games. What was that like? I'm sorry, that is, that is not <laughs> Jesus. I know. Yeah. Oh. Like, it was just the worst video game I ever played. But so until like you know, I waited like for uh, what is it like PS4 Spider Man and Miles Morales. Like there was just the best thing to happen to us. And also an honorable mention, Spider Man Two. Like you know, whether Sam Raimi one was like the best games I ever played for in my childhood years. Yeah, I mean, like that game was like one of the like one of the pinnacle. Like it was revolutionary at the time as well for the web swinging. Like I think the like I know Spider Man Three was like that game was a letdown mm. as well. But like Spider Man Two, the game it really like matched up to the movie at the time. They were both very good like products. Mm. Like in that time, if you were a Spider Man fan, you were getting the best. <laughs> Like, yeah, even, and even now you're a sport when you're a Spider Man fan, we're still getting the best. <laughs> well, now anyway, like ho- hopefully it'll stay yeah. that way. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, Farron, uh, what was your um, what was your dumb moment? Oh God. Uh, well, you mentioned the emo Peter Parker thing, but honestly, I don't even think that comes close to 
a lot of the bad stuff done with the character. Like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there was a comic storyline in the 70s, 80s, 90s, I'm not sure. Um, but okay. Yeah, uh, where um, they said that Peter Parker was always destined to be Spider-Man, and they do that in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 as well. Oh, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, and... and um. I haven't read that storyline, but I've heard about it, and honestly, that's a really, really dumb, is, really dumb decision. Is that the one where I don't, where, I don't, I don't like that? Peter Parker was never destined to be Spider-Man. It is his actions that make him a great character, um, and his decision making. Um, but like, it, it is not the fact that he was destined to be Spider. That's stupid, and I don't like it. But honestly, the emo Peter Parker thing, yeah, it doesn't work, and yeah, it's stupid. But I, I honestly don't really care because I, I, I really like Spider-Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like it's, it's just fun to laugh at at this point. I, I honestly don't know what they were thinking or what Sam Raimi was thinking. But um, you know what? I don't mind it. It's a funny moment. So. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's probably thinking, Avi, why did you make me do this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me personally, like in terms of like dumb moments, um, kind of controversial here. Um, I really didn't like the Karen thing in Homecoming. Like, oh that, yeah, that that oh. I that was that was bad. Like, I, I'm so glad they've got rid of that. At least I hope. Yeah, so. it's only in one movie, isn't it? Though for Karen. Oh, oh Karen! Oh, I didn't hear what you said. Well, wasn't she played by um, Jennifer Connelly, who was from? Yeah, that, that was a Paul Bettany's real life wife, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. She she played yeah. like Betty Ross in like the Incre- in the first. Inc- uh, yeah, Hulk it's movie. in the first Hulk movie. Yeah, I was just like, what the like? I, I when I heard it, I was like, is that her? And then I, and then after a while, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I I I didn't like it. I I I just I was just like, why like. Why are they trying to make him like Iron Man? Like I, I yeah, it's it was just, pretty dumb. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of where I can justify those people who are like, "Oh, he's Iron Man Junior." Like that, I can, like that, that stuff like that, I can sort of go, "Okay, I'll let you guys have that one." Like that, that, that was a very Iron Man Junior trope thing that they went for there. Yeah, I think that like. Other than the gadgets, I think the the whole AI thing was definitely like I think in the first Homecoming movie they should really have laid off that because oh yeah because really you're just there like oh yeah we're we're basically holding our hands up and saying yes he is he is like Iron Man we totally intended for this to happen <laughs> you know yeah Shooter. it's kind of the fact that another I guess you could sort of say it's a dumb moment but I kind of feel like. It, they almost make it come across that the suit is what makes him Spider-Man in a sense, because yeah. it does yeah. seem like the suit seems to be doing everything. But then again, going into Spider-Man Homecoming, obviously that last sequence where he's in the homemade suit, I did kind of feel like in as much as I love Spider-Man Far From Home, they kind of, again, they kind of controverted that and ended up doing, oh, he needs another fancy suit again because that's how he's going to save the day sort of thing. And I was just a bit like, oh, I really thought we were getting somewhere, but now we're back to square one again. Like, I feel I feel like 
what should happen at the end of No Way Home is like he looks at like I would love that Tom looks at like Toby and Andrew's suits and he realizes, oh, like these guys have really like normal suits. Like they don't like they don't need their gadgets or their uh, you know like they don't really need a lot of stuff to do the job. Like they just, yeah. Like, like I love Andrew's suit in the second his second movie. Like that thing looks like the way they do the CGI as well. Like it just makes it look so like. Not like it's just fabric. It's like it's not like like the only gadgets he has are web shooters. Yeah, mm. and it feels like it's like Toby's. It feels physical. You can actually like touch this suit. You can feel the texture, and it actually I don't know. It just mm. I mean, obviously, it doesn't look like something that a, a twenty-year-old down on his luck would be able to make. But still, it looks impressive. You know? Yeah. Mm. Um. Right. <laughs> so. Especially Toby's suit. How the hell did they do that? I know. Oh my How God. can you have some money to do that? <laughs> Finance. <laughs> so Uncle before... Ben, Uncle Ben's will. Here's some money, kid. <laughs> yeah. Probably like, you know, like, uh, gave some... Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, before I, I decide to uh, wrap all of this up, because um, we've it's been an extraordinary um, chat, and I'm sure loads of people will enjoy listening to this. At least I hope so. Yeah. Um, apologies if we've been boring you guys. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> like, no, so, I enjoyed no, it. Oh, no, it's, it's been really fun. Though. No, not you guys. I meant like the audience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Us nerds, eh? God. Um, no, what I wanted to sort of end this this note on is kind of a funny one. Because obviously I, I like to end things with a joke. I feel like that's kind of the great way to end these sort of things. Is obviously we're all cosplayers. Yeah. Um and I feel like we all we've all cosplayed Spider Man here. And I feel like there's one thing that I feel like it's almost a given every Spider Man cosplayer has suffered with, and that is getting out and getting in the suit. Yeah. So I <laughs> oh, kind yeah. of was wondering for you guys, if you could sort of name like a awkward or weird encounter that you've had trying to take off the suit or take it on or put it on. Awkward, like uh, put it on and uh, take off the suit. Well, uh, what is it? Well, I used to like, you know, uh, struggle to like, you know, to try put on the suit as I try possibly can. So, um, so I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, in the hotel room, I was like, you know, where I was like spending like a few minutes to try to put on the suit, but to, um, I just like, you know, I panic, you know, um, to tr- well, to try not to rip off the suit, but until like, I learn yeah. from cosplayer, it's like, I just have to hold the shoe and then to put it on, you know, like uh, the suit and then like, you know, zip it on and everything. But I just really wish, you know, from Spider-Man Homecoming, like you know, when you press the spider logo, you know when it's like deflated, <laughs> and you can know, yeah. you know, you just press it on, and it's like boom, like vacuum, just like Back to the Future from Martin McFly of his shoes. Uh, what what about um, what about the other two guys? Um, I think all right. So I'll take to, take some of you to a familiar place. Uh, <laughs> Comic Con. Uh, oh yeah. It was, was twenty nineteen. I uh, I basically. I normally at cons. I know this is going to sound terrible, but I I usually go to the bathroom to put on a costume or something because I'm 
I don't know. I think I can't. Like sometimes I just don't have time in the morning that I just I just have to bring it with me and just be like, look, I'll do a quick change somewhere and just roll with it. So okay. I, I had my under- yeah. I had my undersuit gear on anyway for like right. So I was fine, but literally, I'm there just in like in a, the bathroom that's like underground and I'm just trying to like pull the suit onto onto myself <laughs> and I I come out my mask is like I think sideways like literally facing like left or right so I'm yeah. all over the place and I'm literally I'm literally walking out and the kid go and just the kid goes oh Spider-Man and I, and I just have to go Hi. <laughs> I I just start thinking, oh my god, I feel terrible. Like I feel just terrible for this poor kid. Like, what about what about yeah. you, Farron? Farron? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you said my name. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So, uh, never really had a problem putting on the suit. Uh, but here's a funny story that involves the suit. Uh, when I went oh, yeah. to, when I went to see uh, Spider Man Far From Home back in good old July of twenty nineteen, pre pandemic. Yeah. Um so I went in the Spider Man suit because I'm a dog, right? And uh, <laughs> okay. so um and so because I thought it'd be fun. And um and I usually go see uh, movies that I'm looking forward to in a cosplay anyway, if I cosplay a certain character. Like I went to see Endgame dressed as Doctor Strange and stuff, so that was fun. Um so yeah, I went to see Spider Man Far From Home dressed as Spider Man, and it and I had a bit of time before my screening started. So I was working around the shopping mall for a bit uh, with the mask on. Uh, people were like, "Hey, it's Spider Man!" and um, high fiving people and stuff. So that was fun. Um, but then uh, some like security officers in the shopping center. Uh oh. Oh no. One of them came up to me, and I had the mask on, and they said, "Excuse me," and I was like, "Yeah." And they said, have you got permission to be dressed like that? And I thought they meant, like, from my mum or something. So I lifted up the <laughs> and I went, yes. And they were like, no, from the people here. And I was like, oh, um, no, do I need permission to be dressed as Spider-Man? And they were like, well, you've got to keep the mask off for security reasons. And I was like, okay, sure. Oh, so yeah, like, oh, oh, no. Um, but yeah, so that was really weird. But I, I, so so I think I just went to the cinema at that point because I mainly left the mask on so nobody from my school, in case they were there, would see me um, in a Spider-Man. Suit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh dear. So that was fun. Uh, that was weird. So, yeah. I mean, an I mean... embarrassing moment for me would. <laughs> it's so it's so so bad. Oh god. Like, oh, it, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no. Obviously, um, as I feel like none of my suits have like a zip on the crotch. Right. Oh, really? So, um, yeah, none of mine have that. Um, I really need to sort that. Um, so I literally had to unzip the whole suit, right? So <laughs> there I go. I go in the toilet, you know, at MCM Comic Con um, to do my business. Um, and I think, yeah, great. I go, however, putting on the suit again. Uh, I was like, oh my God. And I'm pulling this zip for like a good five to 10 minutes. Nothing's working. Yeah. So then I'm bashing against the door and then I'm bashing against the walls. Oh, and then, I'm making, oh, and then I'm making no. weird noises. And uh, <laughs> I come outside and then people like start staring at me like really weirdly, like 
assuming that is still awkward. Because, yeah, it, it did kind of sound a bit like there was something else going on in there. <laughs> and then they were, like, really confused, like, when I came out alone and people were like, okay, um, what was that about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing you're at Comic-Con. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or else that would not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if someone... Does... When we had to put on the suit on, like when I used to fall my ass on it, like, I was like trying to jump on the suit. Oh, no. I, I, to be fair, I'll say this, just like, Baron, you're not alone in going to the cinema in the Spider-Man suit, so don't worry, man. <laughs> I, I, I went in the Raimi one, I just didn't put on the mask. Like, because I, I got told by, like, my buddy who works at the cinema... Yeah, uh, don't put the mask on. I went, why? He said, I don't know. For some reason, they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, it was just, it, literally, it happened to another person. I don't know why they just don't like people. Like, I think even if I, say, showed up for the Flash movie next year in a Batman suit, they might, they'd still go, yeah, you kind of... Uh, no, you girl. can't wear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or no, like, Lucas, like, to be fair, man, we've all had that struggle, like, being in the Oh, yeah. Being in the cubicle, trying to get on and off a costume, and just literally... oh, I thought it's it's absolutely horrible. I would not recommend it. Oh, like demolishing the walls as well, man. That that happens. Like you're just because you're literally like trying to like pull on. You're you're being like I can understand because you're trying to be delicate with the fabric, but you're yeah exactly. But you're trying to get the zipper to work, and it's just I I I to this day I'll always say I I can't, I will never understand Lycra. Never to this day. Mm. Yeah. See what's even worse about that story is my friend was literally waiting outside, oh and he was literally just like, "What is taking so long?" And then I came yeah. out like really out of breath, and then he was a bit like, "God, what did you do in there?" Sort of thing. Like, was it really that bad? Like, and I was like, "No, no, no, I was struggling to get the suit on." Oh God. <laughs> You should have gone, oh yeah, Doc Ock was in there and there was some business with the Green Goblin and you just run <laughs> uh, <laughs> about the place. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that is, that is uh... So, um, I just want to say guys, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so much fun. No uh, yeah. I've, I've loved talking to every single one of you. You've been absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's and been I've a pleasure. Loved... Thank you very much. I loved it. Yeah, I'd love to have you all. I'd love to have you all back on again at some point. Like that would be mm-hmm. absolutely great. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I hope this kind of allows us to get closer as well, in a sense, because I feel like it'd be great for us all to sort of stay in contact, like as a group, and you know, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. It's perfect, like yeah, like because I think, like you know, as I saw from like the. Or is it the post that you made? Like, we we all kind of do our own kind of... Like, I feel like Kevin does very much the, the MCU one very well. And then yeah. Ryan does the Amazing very well. And I do the Raimi. And so... And Lucas as well. Lucas does a lot of the comic ones very well. So we all kind of have... We're all yeah. very unique in that way that we kind of have a certain one that we, you know, we do. I don't know. It's, just, it's very interesting and cool, you know? Mm. Fantastic. Um, well, yeah. thank you very much, guys. And um, hopefully we will um, hear from you guys soon. And um, I hope you guys, like the audience, enjoyed the episode. And us guys, like, just nerding about Spider-Man. Yeah. So thank you very much, guys. And that is goodbye from myself and uh, 
Aiden and Kevin and Farron. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. That's a wrap now. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Enjoyed that and you want to listen to more? Then why don't you click on that follow button? Go on. Also, follow the socials on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for more of the podcast and further updates. 